0: Okay, we're safe. Thank you, Jesus. Or, you know, thank you, China. Their biggest rocket landed in the Indian Ocean with, uh, you know, most of it being destroyed upon re-entry, which is what we had talked about. But uh, they have, you know, admonished China, saying, bad, you were reckless. What are you doing don't do that anymore. Well, um they only have I think I don't know a dozen more launches to go as they're building their new space station. Let's not forget this isn't the first time some of their stuff has come crashing down. I know the one space station uh came through and landed in the in the ocean. The other one they crashed or they destroyed, but it was they had control of it. Uh you know, sure they had control of it Uh uh-huh so they are listening they are listening they are going to become you know more and more responsible and not so reckless with their space program (laughs) eyes to the skies my friend eyes to the sky but we're safe for now welcome chewing the fat. City dwellers becoming more psychotic because of their lack of connection to nature? Or does the lack of nature make urbanites more prone to becoming psychopaths? Well, we don't know. We just know that city slickers are more likely to be psychotic. That's a new study from the Journal of Environmental Psychology, and man, do I look forward to receiving my Journal of Environmental Psychology every time it's released. It found the correlation between people who exhibit darker personality traits and a preference for urban over suburban and rural areas. Using the crowdsourcing website Prolific, researchers at the University of Derby, love the University of Derby, surveyed uh, 304 UK based adults on their preferred geological setting. The data showed uh, a correlation between socially averse personality traits like uh, sadism and narcissism and being partial to inner-city living. A second study of another 235 UK-based adults concluded similar results, possibly reflective of big city residents failing to get the quality of life improvements that nature brings to less urban dwellers. Our relationship with nature is well-documented and timeless experience that is becoming increasingly strained due to fast-paced living, hectic lifestyles, and an emphasis on convenience. However, what we do know about individuals with high degrees of connection with nature – this is what Dean Fido, the study's author, said – Individuals are often healthier, have better perceptions of themselves and their bodies, show greater levels of empathy towards others, and importantly, report fewer instances of stress, anxiety, and depression. But, as I started out with saying, researchers are still unsure whether city dwellers become more psychotic because their lack of connection to nature, or does lack of nature make urbanites more prone becoming psychopaths. All we do know for sure, though, uh, reading between the lines here on chewing the Fat, is that those of you, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, those of you living in the city as psychopaths. Just saying. Now, you know, I read a story this weekend about a lady who was presumed missing in uh, Utah. She's a 47-year-old woman. And she was pronounced missing For five months She'd gone to Diamond Fork Portion of Utah's Spanish Fork Canyon Beautiful this time of year And they sent a drone into the area In hopes of finding the camper Or any sign of life Yeah, the drone crashed (laughs) But they had a good idea where the drone crashed So they, you know, hiked in to get the drone And, oh my gosh Uh, They found what looked like an abandoned tent in the middle of nowhere. And as it turns out, it wasn't abandoned at all. Uh, The missing woman emerged from the tent. Hey, what are you doing here? She was not missing. She just, uh, you know, wanted to be alone for a while. According to this, she'd lost weight and was weak. Now she was eating grass and moss and using water from a nearby river. How dare her live in the wild like that? How dare her? So they, you know, took her in. She told them, hey, I just wanted some solitude and isolation. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? We're still going to take you to the hospital for a mental health evaluation. And the family hasn't even been contacted yet. Now, of course, however, coworkers has suggested in the past that she may struggle from mental health-related issues. So? Um, she's still alive, and she wanted to be left alone. She said, I wanted some solitude and isolation. But we still took her in, because we know best. <laughs> it's just incredible. I mean, we have stories about how they're cleaning up 35 tons of garbage from a homeless camp in Los Angeles, including 700 pounds of feces and urine. Oh, okay. And if you live in the city, you're a psychopath. But heaven forbid, heaven forbid, you want to have a little solitude and isolation. Now, I'm guessing you're probably not supposed to set up shop in the middle of the diamond fork canyon but still i don't understand so we're just gonna take you in all right fine whatever doesn't seem quite right to me but they they did now i really was surprised at some of the numbers inside of this story so they claim that there are currently about six people missing in the wild somewhere in the United States more than 600,000 people in the US go missing each year and then uh, that's just people missing and in the story it says in the wilderness or not well yeah okay (laughs) no uh, thank you but between 89% and 92% are found either dead or alive so 1600 people go missing In the wild or somewhere In the United States And over 90% of them are found Either dead or alive <laughs> That's an incredible amount So what you still have We still have uh, 10% 8% at the lowest That are just missing They're just gone mm-hmm. They just disappear oh, oh, Okay Great Thank you. I mean, that's what, uh, missing 911 is all about, right? I mean, there's people just disappear. <laughs> oh, okay. Makes you think about maybe, you know, it's okay if you're a psychopath in the city because at least you're in the city, but, you know, whatever. Maybe if you want some, you know, quiet and isolation out in the woods, you pitch a tent out there. So back to Los Angeles for one moment, uh, at the, uh, Encampment, The homeless encampment Around the Echo Park Lake They decided they needed to clean that bad boy up So they sent the people in And they talk about how much oof, feces and urine and trash Are in this homeless encampment You know, maybe you put out a couple of dumpsters And a couple of porta-potties Just to, you know, help them out a little bit I don't know. I I don't know what to tell you. It's getting bad. It's getting, you know, badder and badder every day. (laughs) I mean, holy cow. Now, I guess uh, police have issued, uh, you know, a tactical alert because of violence that broke out with protesters that were, you know, around Echo Park and. You know, it's, you know, do you want to go down to the park when it's full of homeless people? Not really. No, no, you don't. But they're allowing these people to camp out and we're cleaning up all their trash. But heaven forbid that you go out in the middle of Diamond Fork in Utah and want a little solitude and isolation. And we find you out there. No, 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 no. That can't be. We're going to bring you in because we believe you need Mental health evaluations. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I am so darn happy you know what's best for me. <laughs> thank you so much. Don't look at me like that. I know if she had mental health issues. And I get that she was out there in the, you know, the diamond fork part. <laughs> The forest living off grass and moss and drinking from the river. I got it. So she probably may possibly could be kind of not really all there. And <laughs> so it probably, you know, may have been a good thing that we brought her in for that evaluation. But still, it just ticks me off. You know, you should be able. To go out into the wilderness and do your own thing, gosh darn it, The last time I checked this is America, and you can go about your business without being hindered by people, you know, unless you're in Portland or unless you're in Plano, Texas, and you're let's say you're driving around and you know a let's say a militia just blocks traffic <laughs> that just stops traffic um can you run them over? No, you cannot. You have to stop what you're doing and let them block the roadways. The thoroughfares, the public thoroughfare, you have to let them stop. Now, if they had a permit, let's say for a militia parade, okay, well then give me a detour around. Let me take the long way home, okay? But to just completely stop it, and be caught in that, that video, uh, and if, you know, I'm I, I'm sure you saw it. If you follow me on Twitter, at JFR, I posted it over the weekend, and it is maddening. A guy gets out and starts hollering, and they're, at the point that the video is made, there's one police officer there. A pl- one Plano police officer. Now, I don't really blame him for, asking the guy to get back into his car. I mean it doesn't show him at all trying to tell them to get out of the road but it's one police officer and he's trying to keep the peace I mean if you were that officer you're you're obviously calling for backup and I believe you can hear the audio of other sirens showing up when this video is being taken uh, you know being recorded but it just it's really frustrating. And the, where it happened was you can see that they're under these overpasses and these interchanges. And for those, I mean, they're like that all over the country, I know. But, you know, there's many places here in this neck of the woods, in the DFW area, that have, you know, 80 overpasses and swing-arounds and uh, bypasses underneath. So once you're in it, you're in it. And you can quote me on that. That's a, that's a Jeff Fisher chewing-the-fat quote for once you're in it, you're in it. So there's no way out. You can't go around and you can see that they're stopped and turned and people are trying to, you know, go about their way. That can't we can't we can't allow that. We can't allow that. And I know that they're passing laws in states all over the country to be able to let you, you know, if you fear for your life and you know, they're armed now, these these people are armed and they're telling people to stop and ordering them out of the car and people are getting harmed. it's not going to end well and it just feels like that's what everybody wants we're working to that goal of where it's not going to end well and i don't want that i want to be able to let people cross the road go about their business and i want to be able to have the thoroughfares open so that traffic moves along and we're able to go and do what we want (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't want to have, you know, fighting in the streets. I just don't. And I, I'm guessing you don't either, but somebody has got to stop blocking the roads and somebody's got to stop. What good does it do for your militia group, for what you believe in, to halt other people going about their business it doesn't do you or your cause any good other than just let's fight and that's what's coming. That's what's coming. Or at least it sure feels that way. I Maybe I'm alone. Maybe I'm alone. I'm sure the rest of you are feeling the unity brought on from this administration and We've, you know, we're nothing but unified in this country and the world, for that matter. I mean, sure, we're seeing stories that China is preparing for World War III bio- with biological weapons for the past six years. <laughs> That's it, though. Uh, sure, we're having stories about uh, Havana Syndrome, which uh, you know has been taking place here on U.S. soil. Uh, the White House has admitted it. Uh, you know, sure, it's happened here. <laughs> and we know about it And you know don't worry about it We you know we, we're on it we, we know that somebody is Attacking us with Havana Syndrome you know what that is That's where they put in some kind Of sounds going on <laughs> You can quote me on that Some kind of sounds going on They use radio frequencies And it attacks your mind And your body and it's been It's happened uh, A few times Already. In the past few years, there have been several incidents affecting U.S. embassy personnel, including two that made diplomats in Cuba sick, you know, prompting the Havana syndrome name. Dozens of Americans have been diagnosed with a range of symptoms, including traumatic brain injuries, several describing bizarre experiences like strange noises and sensations. The U.S. government has acknowledged cases in Cuba, China, Uzbekistan, and Russia. And there are media reports of other countries now as well. So, good times. Good, good times. I don't know what else could happen that would make you think that we're living on the edge. Oh, sure, there was that gas pipeline, <laughs> uh, you know, ransomware attack that shut down. They just, on Thursday, uh, hackers stole hundred gigabytes of data data from Colonial's computer systems, then locked its computer and demanded payment. Colonial shut down the pipeline as a precaution. Oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, we just we just shut it down. We, who needs that? Well, it's only you know, the main source of diesel, gasoline and jet fuel for the East Coast. That's it. (laughs) It hauls more than 100 million gallons of fuel a day. From Gulf Coast refineries to major hubs up the coast. Airports in Atlanta, North Carolina, New York City. That's it, though. That's it. Now, they're saying that, you know, it's the hallmark of the criminal group Dark Side. Which they consider a prime suspect in this hack. But, I mean, the point is, is that, I mean... It was just for fun. I was just a little cyber attack looking for a little money. That's all. <laughs> and it's, look, nothing, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, let's say the pipeline is down for what? Five or six days. It's only going to lead to higher prices and shortages. <laughs> that's not even funny. It's not even funny. Now, some of the, some of the minor portions of the pipeline have been restored but four of the main lines that Colonial have have not been restored so it is not good and it is not a good thing now it was a smart move on their part to just shut it down right so nothing else bad could happen but you know good times good good times good times has this been an uplifting Monday today or what it has been I mean we're safe from the space debris so what more good news do you want I mean if you're listening live today on the 10th of May 2021 you should feel good about the unification of the world and the United States just you should feel good you should feel good in fact you should feel so good let's go to the break room I need something cold to drink desperately I'm sure you do too take one please Oh yeah! Oh, we need another one. <laughs> yes. That see that puts me in a better, better mood, better perspective. Gets me thinking about you know <laughs> the podcast, the YouTube channel, the uh, social media accounts. So you've got uh, you got uh, podcast chewing the fat. Well, my gosh, that's what you're listening to now. So if you are listening and you're not a subscriber, (laughs) uh, you uh, are in trouble. All right? So the podcast police may come. I don't know. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. It might happen the day after. But... You want to be able to say, no, no, no I subscribe, I subscribe And then you got the YouTube channel Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, subscribe to that And you have uh, Twitter, at JeffyJFR Follow me there You have Facebook, Instagram, and Parler Jeff Fisher Radio, you can follow me there Is Parler back up yet? Because I can't get into my account from my phone It says it's an invalid Name, ID, phone number Whatever, so I don't know if they're back up, or if they're not back up But, you know if I if they're gonna make me jump through all the same hoops again I mean if I have to waste <laughs> five minutes of my life <laughs> when I could have been wasting it doing something else come on now <laughs> you're you're asking a lot okay uh, let's see. you're starting to push your luck with me all right congratulations though to a sherpa guide uh, Kami Rita and uh, 11 other. Sherpa guides who reached the summit of Mount Everest. Now Sherma or Sherpa Kamirita has done it for the twenty-fifth time. Yay! I mean why? But you know, congratulations to the Sherpa who has now scaled Mount Everest twenty-five times. Now, Everett has been closed to climbing since, you know, because of the, you know, pandemic. So the uh, southern side, which is Nepal, and its northern side, which is China, had been closed. Now, uh, Nepal has started issuing climbing permits this year to 408 foreign climbers. And China has opened up the northern slope to only a few dozen mountaineers who will, of course, they better be tested for the coronavirus and keep their social distancing while climbing. And they better be wearing a mask. If you're climbing up Mount Everest, the first thing I want in your mind is wearing a, is wearing a medical mask. Oh, jeez, unbelievable. So uh, this Sherpa is 51. He scaled Everest the first time in 1994. He's been making the trip nearly every year since. He is one of many Sherpa guides whose expertise and skills are vital, vital to the safety and success of the hundreds of climbers who head to Nepal each year, striking to stand on top of the 29,032-foot mountain. Now, for those of you that aren't sure of feet, that's 8, and. 49 meters but uh, man that may, would make you proud I mean, could we, I mean I just fly over look down hey look there's Mount Everest yeah people climb that thing oh that's great <laughs> so uh, this Sherpa was uh, you know following after his father's footsteps his father was a Sherpa and once you're in the Sherpa world you can't get out of it there's no possible way uh, dad was a Sherpa You're going to be a Sherpa okay? So apparently Rita, not apparently, this actually did happen He was in an avalanche That came down in 2015 Killing 19 people And his family was like Hey Why don't you stop being the Sherpa (laughs) Or maybe you just Continue being the Sherpa You just don't climb Maybe you become the Sherpa that goes Go that way my friend. Follow that road, my friend. So he, you know, I guess thought about it, but in the end, no, I can't. Sherpa is my life. <laughs> or is his life. No, it's not my life, that's for sure. So he uh, now has set the record of 25 times. Sherpa and up the, up the side of Mount Everest. and Man, what an accomplishment. Hey, did I mention that it was reported that China was, had been preparing for a third world war with biological weapons for the past, I don't know, six or seven years. Did I mention that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I keep going back to it because it really just shocks me. And then I see a story where, uh, you know, Hunter Biden, the son of our president of the United States, you know, the one that's not Bo, Uh, how he uh, had a Chinese girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, that's all. Called her his little Chinese spy. (laughs) Oh, that's all. When they were partnering up with their multi-million dollar deal with the Chinese oil giant, CEFC. Yeah, that's all. Oh, don't forget about our president's brother who was in on that deal, too. I know it fell apart. Don't worry about it. I know it fell apart because... The, CF, uh, the CEFC's Secretary General uh, Ho was arrested Not the same Ho Was arrested and convicted of bribery At U.S. federal prosecution But that's it though <laughs> That's not the girlfriend Ho was someone else Was another Ho uh, That Hunter was uh, A part of And then I see where Honeywell Has been fined For sharing military specs with China. Honeywell. What is Honeywell worth? Well, according to this, as of uh, a few days ago, it's worth $158.91 billion. That's it, though. $158.9 billion. Well, they were fined for sharing secrets with china sharing sensitive information about u.s military aircraft with china and other countries (laughs) i know i know uh they're still they still have our business uh apparently they've reached a settlement with honeywell on 34 charges this is our u.s state department has reached a settlement with Honeywell on thirty four charges related to seventy one drawings it shared with China, Taiwan, Ireland, Canada, and Mexico from twenty eleven to twenty fifteen. Honeywell's sharing of the documents just violated the US Arms Export Control Act and US International Traffic and Arms Regulations. That's it though. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sharing of drawings for certain parts and components for the engine platforms of the F thirty five Joint Strike Fighter, the B one B Lancer long range strategic bomber, and the F twenty two fighter aircraft. Harmed, uh, you know. That's it. It's just those. It's just those are just national security documents. <laughs> oh, that's all. I mean, what could it show? Like, could it show the dimensions? Uh, you know the layouts of manufacturing castings, finished parts, gas turbine engines, military electronics, <laughs> the geometrics of all that. That's that's the only thing that it showed. <laughs> they were just you know letting them see it and have it. That's it though. But the good news is is that they've reached a deal from this one hundred and what I say fifty eight billion dollar company. Uh, we've reached a deal. Our government has reached a deal with them and they're going to pay a fine of $13 million. Whew, man, does that one hurt, huh? It sure does. Sure, they harm national security by sharing sensitive information. Sure, so. Sure, they still have contracts with the United States government, you know, you and me. Sure. Uh, but uh, they're going to they're get fined $13 million. Now, I didn't see anywhere. It's possible that it happened. I didn't see anywhere of people going to jail, uh, people being fired, perhaps military contracts being canceled. Perhaps all of it just being a go away. Have a nice day. Honey well. Whatever you do for uh, the government is done. Have a nice day. I know that they, and they just signed a new deal. And I say just, I mean in February of this year. They were awarded a contract with the Chinese firm Sepco Electric Power Construction Corporation to supply telecommunications and security systems for the King Solomon International Complex for Maritime Industries and Services, which is a shipyard in Saudi Arabia. And now we find out that uh, way back in 2003, you know, so long ago, who remembers 2003, where Honeywell was expanding its presence in China? <laughs> so it moved its Asia-Pacific headquarters from Singapore to Shanghai, and it paid $100 million to secure the rights to land on which uh, to, to, land, to the land. On which the property was built In 2017 So they paid $100 million for that But they're being fined $13 million For sharing Government Military secrets With multiple Countries 71 drawings with multiple countries And we're, supp- we're just ah, ah, ah. So what? So what? Quit You're whining. Did you see where Elon Musk lied on Saturday Night Live? I know. I know. How dare he? He lied. Now, the one thing he said, talking about Dogecoin being a hustle That was a joke and it was meant to be funny But the lie Was in the monologue His opening monologue He said <laughs> I mean, I'm afraid to even repeat it, it is such a huge lie He said he was the first person With Asperger's Syndrome <laughs> To host Saturday Night Live Liar Liar Pants on freaking fire. I mean, come on now. Uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, has Asperger's and he's been on the show and also guest hosted the show. So sorry, Elon, but you lied, my friend. You lied. Did you even know he had Asperger's syndrome? Uh, I did not. I did not. I guess we were all supposed to know that. I I did not. <laughs> I did not. I, I, I even had to look up, you know, what is it? I mean, we hear it and we know that it's some kind of disorder. But I wasn't. Okay, so it's a developmental disorder affecting ability to effectively socialize and communicate. As a condition on the autism spectrum with generally higher functioning. With generally higher functioning people with this condition may be socially awkward and have an all-absorbing interest in specific topics. Communication training and behavioral therapy can help people with the syndrome learn to socialize more successfully. I would say Elon's doing okay with that. I you know, I guess he's I guess he suffered from it. You know, I, I, I get it. I mean, I guess you see him uh, being all absorbing interest in specific topics. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> what's made him, I don't know, a billionaire. But I didn't realize, I mean, I I, I didn't realize that he had suffered from this and is suffering from this. But first and foremost, uh, just because you suffer from some kind of thing doesn't mean you get to go on national television and tell people that you're the first uh I don't care that's a lie all right somebody at Saturday Night Live should have said dude you can't lie <laughs> you can't lie to the people on Saturday night live okay we won't that won't happen. I mean they didn't want him to be there anyway to begin with and then they let him lie <laughs> oh wow if I be lying I'm pissed I'm pissed at the at the Saturday night Live people for allowing him to lie to us. And say that he was the first one ever <laughs> Wow, what a liar But he, I, he did bring some ratings, a bump, to the show I thought it would do better, actually But I guess he was the third highest show According to the ratings It averaged a 4.8 household rating in Nielsen's overnight metered markets so it's number 3 Behind Dave Chappelle's outing As host on November 7th And October third season premiere Fronted by Chris Rock And he tied the rating So he's tied for 3 He's not even just 3 by himself <laughs> My gosh, that's close to another lie As uh, it was hosted by The Adele with uh, Her You know, H-E <laughs> Yeah, Adele and Her Are tied with Elon so, I mean he brought in some numbers, no question. But he didn't didn't go through the roof. And I thought he actually would. I thought he would do better than that. But that's still, you know, pretty good. No problem. Good good for Elon. I will say, uh the show did not that's not that funny. It just isn't just isn't that funny anymore. I like some of the characters and they just it's just well you know It's just It's just Hey When you uh, Throw all those batteries out When you're done using them Oh first of all Why are you not you, First of all Why are you not using The recycled batteries And the rechargeable batteries Why What are you going You think you just go to the Go to the big box store And buy 80 Batteries And then when you're done with them You throw them away <laughs> Okay Whatever but I see where the co-founder of Tesla, speaking of Elon, um, J.B. Strubble, said that uh, he started Redwood materials in 2017 to do something about those damn batteries. Yeah, that's right. And he you know, we have uh, you know, a chip shortage and a lithium shortage. He's saying, uh, use, get, recycle those batteries. So or, could we make some money off of it? Can I look through all my, you know, drawers and little cubby holes here on the desk that have, uh, you know, old batteries and can I, can I sell them? Can I sell them? So that what he's doing is extracting and crushing the used batteries. And I guess he has, the story says he uses giant machines to separate the materials. Really? No, he doesn't use just little machines. <laughs> He's able to recover 80% of the battery's lithium, 95% of other materials such as cobalt, aluminum, graphite, and nickel. At the end of the process, these are packed into barrels to be shipped to customers and made into new batteries. So he's recycling those. Those are huge. I mean, that's what he's saying. He's saying that uh, could be the largest lithium mine could be in the drunk doors. No kidding. I, I, no doubt about that. So he's talking about he doesn't know why we're not recycling all that stuff i would say make it known that i could make some cash from them okay uh if i bring them in like if i just bring them in and it's it's just here uh here here's my batteries thank you good luck god bless save the earth you go make a million million dollars from my batteries okay then nah, that's a problem but if i can pull up to what's the name of the joint again Redwood materials And give you my batteries And you say here's some cash money Well now we're talking You know today's turned into Like mental health awareness day On chewing the fat We had the lady (laughs) In the Utah forest We've got Elon with Asperger's And then we have the story of this Alaska woman who was found Dead at the base of a cliff So Her ex has been charged, but not with murder. He was filmed carrying a body to his car, and they don't really know. (laughs) So they found her at the bottom of a cliff, but surveillance video has him loading a body into his car that looks like the girl, but we don't really know if it's her. So he's been charged with tampering with physical evidence, misconduct involving a corpse, unlawful conduct, and violating conditions of release, all stemming from the, the girl's disappearance. Now, okay, first, first of all, first of all, before I get back to the mental health thing, so I guess he's not that good of a guy either, because if he's violating conditions of release, that means he's been, you know released from somewhere I'm sure it wasn't the you know the local park uh, when you violate conditions of release that usually means that a judge has ordered you to do a few things uh, coming out of jail and or prison so he's not that great of a guy anyway so but back to the mental health because the parents and I'm very sorry that she died' it's horrible you know she didn't deserve to die and, and all that kind of stuff I get it but now really, I get it. I got it. Okay, don't, don't look at me like that. I got it. So the parents have set up a GoFundMe page to help pay for funeral costs. And this one leads me to uh, the mental health issues. So the guy says he, she stopped by to have a drink and take a bath. And there's a picture of it of her taking a bath at his at his apartment. And then he says, nah, then I left. I couldn't take it. She started drinking And I couldn't take it. We had an argument and I I left. Well, according to the police phone records, um, his phone never left the area of the home. So then they have footage that shows this guy, Thomas, loading a body into the passenger seat of his car before driving off. And it even says in the story, the body being loaded into the car appears to be Jerilyn uh, Nicholson oh uh, okay so he definitely has not admitted to it but what leads me to the mental health issues so he says she they got into a fight over her drinking and he left which you know I'm sure he probably didn't and she ended up I mean she could have she could have uh, accidentally killed herself and he just got rid of the body because he didn't want to be charged possible I mean I'm not an attorney I'm just Throwing it out there. But for the, from the, on the GoFundMe page from her parents, they call her Annie, A N I. That's her, you know, that, that's what the family calls her, Annie. Her given name is Geraldine. They call her Annie. She was a bright light and a beautiful soul loved by many. Oof. I mean, that's nice, right? I know that. It sounds nice. and It's wonderful. But to me, I read between the lines of, she was a bright light and a beautiful soul, loved by many, not all, not all, but loved by many. That means that there were also many out there that went, whoo, whoo, Annie or Geraldine is uh, a little crazy, <laughs> I mean, perhaps she was who the song Sweet Little Psycho from Ava Max. I guess the song is, what's the title? Sweet But Psycho (laughs) from Ava Max. What a great song. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho, a little bit psycho. If you haven't heard it, give Ava Max a listen. Uh, It's well worth a listen, released uh, from her album Heaven and Hell. Ava Max, sweet but psycho. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Annie or Jerilyn was, you know, the reason for Ava Max's song, Sweet but Psycho, but it's possible, especially when the family says she was a bright light and beautiful soul loved by many. I mean, it's nice. It's wonderful. I'm sure they're sad. They lost their daughter. They lost, you know, their sister or whatever, but it just seems like. It would say something different If she wasn't sweet but psycho She still didn't deserve to die Stop looking at me like that I just love that the guy has not been charged with murder Which means he's not admitting it He hasn't admitted to anything And they don't even know if it was her That he was putting in the car They can't prove it yet (laughs) So I mean is it possible he didn't kill her? Sure, it's possible. So I know many of you are wondering who is going to get the big house in Washington in the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. So you probably spent the weekend struggling with, I wonder who's going to get Xanadu 2.0 <laughs> well it looks as though I guess Bill's gonna keep it I don't know maybe maybe Melinda's pissed and wants to take him for you know as much as she possibly can but I would say that she doesn't want the big place plus we find out that a couple of weeks ago she bought a new place that they're calling a cottage in Seattle <laughs> So she kind of had an idea that uh, this was going to happen. She bought a place, and they, I love that they're calling this place a cottage for $1.2 million in Seattle. She decided to, you know, slum it in this dump in Seattle's North Broadway neighborhood. <laughs> it's a, look, it's four bedrooms, two bath dump. million (laughs) she doesn't want the Xanadu 2.0 you keep that bill I don't need it what I need is this little dump I'm living in in Seattle's North Broadway neighborhood that I paid 1.2 million for and I also need uh, about 40 billion uh, from our total combined well that's all I need and then we'll be fine but for right now I'm going to be living in this uh, 1.2 million cottage that I have. And you need to uh, start diversifying a little bit because I need about 40 billion in my name. Okay? Thank you. All right? Yeah, love you too. No, 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 not really. Sorry. No, not really. Love the kids love the kids I know the big story too this weekend was over there uh, Jeffrey Epstein we talked about it on Friday uh, you know that they had their meeting with Jeffrey Epstein and she was really pissed about that but I saw an interview with her she put on a good face for her book or whatever and she talked about their family and how great Bill was and and they had their kids wanted to go to a special school. And Bill said, well, I'll take them. And he drove them to school every day or at least a, a couple days a week to, you know, be part of their lives and he'd have to drive to the school and then he'd have to drive way past our house and back up to Microsoft at the time but he did it and he's just it's a wonderful thing and I had other parents tell me oh you know that they got their husbands to start taking their kids to school because they saw if Bill Gates can take his kids to school so could you loser so (laughs) I mean who knows who knows with all this stuff you know and I, you know who hates it though are all these other people who had all these big divorces because they start getting drudged up through the mud again like you know Bezos is all of a sudden back in the news for his divorce that's been long over I mean he's done with it right he's got Lauren Sanchez he's uh, you know hitching a ride with her wherever he wants he's got uh, the wife being you know worth 50 some billion and they got nothing to do with each other life is grand right in fact we see where Bezos has got his new yacht being built that's bigger than a football field, and it's going to be wonderful, and he and Lauren could go sail the world and be happily ever after. And he made sure that he had a helicopter pad put on. He's probably got two or three helo uh, pads on the yacht so the wife could fly around, because that was another big story this weekend where people who were working with Jeff knew that there was something amiss Because Jeff always hated helicopters. But as soon as Lauren Sanchez used to start flying him to different places in helicopters, he was going on trips and flying in helicopters. And we knew something unusual was happening. (laughs) He's like, dude, I just, I thought this was behind me. And we still have to, we still have to bring it up. No, I don't want to dredge. Don't dredge me through this again. It's already over, right? But then I got to thinking, you know, there were some man, some monster divorces, right? I mean, holy cow. We'll see what happens, but Belinda's going to get some cash. There's no doubt about that, right? I mean, Mackenzie took what thirty-five billion. At the time, she's up over fifty now. My life's tough, uh, but th- still thirty-five billion. Uh, I don't know how she's. I don't know how she planned on living on only thirty-five billion. But then I talked about another uh, divorce that I for- I didn't realize uh, Elon, you know, the struggling with his mental health issue was. Uh, I knew he was married before, but I didn't realize there was such a big divorce. So his first wife, they were married for eight years and that, this was the they met in college the couple had six kids together wow I, I was, he has five i mean one of them passed away as a as a young baby but still they had six kids together and they shared joint custody he not surprisingly foots the bill for everything he says he foots the bills for the nannies. <laughs> <laughs> he sends her 20,000 a month, you know, just for, you know, clothing, shoes and other discretionary items. And she has a house that he's paid for in Bel Air. <laughs> so that's not bad. I mean, that's not bad. So he he uh he, that's what that's what then he got divorced again. With uh, this other, this uh, Tallulah Riley, she walked away with a uh, 4.2 4. million. So then he reconciled with her, gets back together. They get divorced in 2015. She walks away with, I'll just give you 16 million, and you get out of here. <laughs> okay, no problem. Elon, if you are looking for somebody else to, you know, maybe spend a little time with, you need somebody to help you through some of your mental health issues whatever the case whatever uh i'm here for you i am here for you and maybe you know we can work something out so that you know i I can be you know available at all times because i know it's a struggle for you i know it's a struggle then they talked about uh the eccleston right the the big formula one boss He, his divorce To the Croatian Armenian model (laughs) They were married for 24 years Oh my gosh So he gave her about 1.2 billion That's not bad I mean it's not 35 billion And it's not the about 40 That uh, Melinda's gonna walk away with But it's still pretty good Uh, A billion dollars Walking away from a divorce Yeah That's a good day my friends That's a good day would I have preferred it to have been somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.2 billion? You betcha. Unless you're the cat lady, remember uh, the Wildsteins. So Jocelyn Wildstein, uh, known of, you know as Catwoman, who I just saw a story about her. She was down in Miami not long ago. She had a divorce settlement in uh, the '90s with her billionaire art dealer hubby. She got $2.5 billion in the settlement. I don't know if she got it all or whatever happened, but she filed for bankruptcy a couple years ago. So... I mean, perhaps she shouldn't have spent so much money on plastic surgery, because she is way beyond uh, three cuts to clown face. Do you remember Cat Lady? Right, You've seen her before. Here, I'll hold her a picture up. See? You remember her. Because that's that's the picture of her in Miami, I guess. She was there a couple weeks ago doing some Cat Lady partying. But she got two point five billion and then in the late nineties and then she blows it all and files for bankruptcy in 2018. Oof. Oof. That hurts. That hurts. I mean, now you're just left staring at your plastic surgery work with no money. Oof. Ooh. Jocelyn, baby. Choices choices.